Hey, welcome to Shortcast with Ryan, and I'm your host. Thanks for tuning back in. Welcome to episode 8 of Shortcast. Today's episode is going to be a little different, a bit of a PSA, and a story and lesson that I've learned the hard way that might just save your life. For all of you beachgoers out there, just like myself, I'm sure you love the beach, love the sand, and love swimming in the ocean. The PSA is never swim against the tide. Especially if you get caught in a current or what they call a riptide, you never swim against it. You always swim parallel to the beach until you can find yourself in a spot where you can swim back to shore. This piece of advice I'd heard before, luckily, the day that me and two of my best friends went into the water and almost died. I was about 19 years old. It was the last week of summer before my sophomore year of college. And finally, I had managed to organize a trip with five of my best friends. This was the first time I'd ever traveled uh, far away on my own or with a group of friends. So we were so excited. We packed up our bags the night before. We got everything ready. We got the car loaded up and we left at midnight from Arkansas and drove through the entire night until we got to Florida the next day. So we were staying at my parents' condo, which is in Pensacola or Perdido Key, Florida. And so I'd been going to this specific condo and beach for years and years, and it's not known for big parties, and it's not known for crazy waves. It's just a white sand beach, great for families and perfect for chilling out. But we were excited to go nonetheless. So we drive through the night, and finally around 4 or 5 p.m. the next afternoon, we finish getting our groceries in Florida. We bring everything up to the condo, get unloaded, and we're there. We step out onto the beautiful balcony on the 13th story and look out and see the waves and the sun that's starting to set. A beautiful ocean breeze is blowing by, and the birds are chirping, soaring at eye level. It's magnificent. It's beautiful, and it's the first time I'd been there and felt free. I looked down and took in the ocean waves, and I noticed something. The waves were dark, kind of murky, but they were huge. Now, I had been going here for years and years, and it was almost always a very, very small waved beach. It wouldn't be uncommon to see a completely flat water in this section. And it definitely wouldn't be uncommon to go a whole week without having a single wave you can ride on or surf on or play in. So I look down and see these huge murky waves crashing against the shore. And I'm like, I need to go play in that. And I turn to my friends. I'm like, guys, guys, the waves are so big right now. We might not get a single other day this entire week to go play in them. So what do we do? We scramble and throw on our swimsuits. I grab my floral pink swim trunks, put them on, and without even grabbing flip-flops or a shirt, I'm racing down to the beach. We go down the stairs, all 14 flights, refusing to wait in the elevator. We go and grab a Frisbee out of the storage closet and sprint through the building, out the door, into 
the summer afternoon heat. We pass the pool and then go onto the sandy boardwalk and climb up the sandy stairs and run across the boardwalk until we jump into the sand and we're on the beach. We feel the sand between our toes and it's such a beautiful night, beautiful evening. The sun's starting to set. People are mostly gone from the beach. All of the umbrellas have been packed up and it's quiet except for the waves that are crashing and the blowing red flag. Now, I'd seen this red flag before. I'd seen it many times before and often It means don't swim, but I'd swum before. I'd gone into the waves that were crashing, ignoring the red flag that was waving because I've always been able to go in and come out. Now, I've always been with my parents, and my parents, just like before, told me, if you ever get trapped in the waves, if they ever start sucking you out to sea, don't panic. Stay calm. Swim parallel to the shoreline until you're able to get back to the shore. And I'd taken that to heart, although I'd never experienced it and never thought I would have to use that advice. So we finished taking in the side of this beach. We tossed the frisbee around for just a few minutes, and then we tread up to the edge of the ocean, the waves crashing and licking up against our feet Me and my four other friends start going into the water. And first, we're just knee-deep, and then we're waist-deep, and we're kind of experiencing the waves and feeling some of their power. And we sit there for a few minutes, and then two of my friends decide that that was deep enough for them, and they went back to the shore to play frisbee. Now, my other two friends, their names, Jared and Cameron, continue to go with me. We're first knee-deep, then we go a little bit deeper and our waist-deep, and then we go a bit deeper and our chest-deep, and we're going up and over the waves and up and over the waves and having fun. We're trying to body surf on the waves, and it's perfect. And then we decide to go a bit deeper, and I don't think we really realized how we were going deeper, how much deeper we were going, but we went to our chest, and then our shoulders, and finally, we weren't able to touch. We would go up and over a wave, and then come back down, and our feet would touch the sand. And then we'd go up and over a wave, and then our feet would touch the sand. And this continued until we noticed that we were touching the sand less and less, and swimming more and more. But The waves weren't ferocious, they were just big, and they were definitely powerful. But we were able to stay afloat, able to tread water, and we did that for about 5-10 minutes. And finally, we noticed that when we looked back to the beach, we were at least 50-75 yards away. And at that moment, our hearts skipped a beat. We decided, hey, we're getting pretty far out. Let's, let's start swimming back to shore. So we started swimming. We began swimming pretty casually at first. A minute or two of breaststroke and crawl. And we swam a little bit harder because our feet still hadn't touched the sand. 
After the first five minutes of swimming, we look up again and notice we're actually further away from the beach than when we started swimming back to it. Our natural reaction? Swim harder. So we started swimming harder, crawling this time through the waves, trying to get our feet back to the familiar ground that we missed. And we swam, and we swam harder and harder, our feet still not touching the sand. We began to panic. Our swimming started getting sloppy. We were splashing more and more and swimming less and less. The salty ocean water getting in our eyes, starting to sting. We started to feel our heartbeats skip, our minds race. We felt that tinge of adrenaline as we started swimming harder and harder towards the shore, but getting further away. I looked at Jared. I could see the fear that was in his eyes before looking at Cameron and what I saw made me fearful for my life. His eyes were large, pupils dilated. They filled his entire iris. All you could see was black. There was purple bags beneath his eyes, and what was once an athletic, strong swimmer looked like a dog paddling for its life, starting to go underwater. I said, okay, stay calm, stay calm, stop swimming. And we floated there for a second, treading water, trying to keep our head above and trying to ignore the stinging of the salt in our eyes. I said, swim this way, and I started leading the way swimming parallel to the beach just like my parents had told me before and we were doing it we were able to swim parallel but getting further away from the shore Cameron looked at me and he said I need help I need help I don't think I can do it and I looked at him and I said we can do it come on just just tread water swim this way you can do it come on and he started sinking below the water's surface I said, Jared, are you good? Can you swim? And he said, for now. And so I turned back and I grabbed Cameron. He was doggy paddling, so I had to get on my back. And I turned him on his back. And I gave him a bear hug from behind and started swimming, both of us, parallel to the shore. It took us another 10, 15 minutes of swimming, treading water, getting more and more tired, Hearts racing more and more, adrenaline pumping. We were running out and we kept swimming because it was the only other thing you could do. We were going below the waves at this point and our minds were racing. We were thinking, fuck, this could be it. This could be how we died 30 minutes into our first vacation. We're going to die to the ocean. How stupid. What is wrong with us? So we just kept swimming. After an agonizing five to ten more minutes, when we felt like we were on our last bit of energy, when we felt like the waves were going to take us and we were going to meet our end, finally, our feet touch a little bit of sand. And they gave us enough energy to keep fighting. Five more minutes and we were able to touch a little bit more sand. And then we were able to dig our toes into the sand And take a step. And then another step. And then another step. And finally I was able to let Cameron go. And he was able to take steps. 
and all three of us dug our feet in the sand and held each other's arms as we drudged ourselves closer to the shore, away from the waves in the grasp of the ocean that was trying to drag us to our deaths. Finally, we were able to get our shoulders out of the water, then our chest, and then our hips and waist, and finally we made it to the shore. Cameron and Jared collapsed on the shoreline, couldn't do nothing but lay in the sand, gasping for air, wiping the water out of their eyes. Both Jared and Cameron quickly threw up from inhaling and swallowing so much salt water. All we could do there is lay there. I could only laugh in hysteria. Jared and Cameron were on the verge of tears but held it together, doing nothing but laying there in the sand, thinking about how close we had come to death. We laid there and recovered. We kept breathing and waiting for our fear to subside, for our adrenaline to die out. We were exhausted. We could have just curled up on that beach and slept there. Finally, our friends, the two that hadn't come into the water, walked over and were like, are you guys good? We couldn't tell them what had just happened, but they knew from looking at the three of us that we had almost lost our lives. So we got ourselves up, and we walked back up to the condo, and all three, me, Jared, and Cameron, went to our separate rooms and went to sleep, thinking about our tiptoe with death that day. So that's the story of how I almost died in the ocean and almost got two of my best friends killed. But luckily, I had been given the advice and happened to remember in this time to not swim towards the shore if you're in a riptide or a current, but to swim parallel, try to stay calm, until you can finally make your way back to the shore when the current is weaker. That's the PSA. Learn from my near-death experience so you don't have to experience it yourself. If you ever find yourself in a situation that's terrifying, that's striking up your fear and your feelings and your adrenaline, do your best to stay calm. Remember the advice you've been given And try to make the best decision you can. And remember, if it comes to something like swimming or fighting for your life, you only have one option. Well, that's the end of the episode eight. The story of how me and two of my best friends almost died minutes into our first vacation. And also a PSA for what to do if you get caught in a riptide. Hopefully, that never happens to you, but if it does, try to remember to stay calm, swim parallel to the shore, and you're going to be fine. Calmness is key, and this can be taken into many aspects of life. But thanks for listening this far. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you never experience the same, but if you do, I hope you'll be fine. You can reach me on my Instagram at I'm ryan or you can email me directly shortcast.vlog at gmail.com 
I appreciate you listening to my podcasts, to my stories, to my lessons, and to my business ideas. I hope you enjoy them. If you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it from you. Feel free to reach out at any time, and I'll strike up a conversation. Once again, thanks for listening. I hope you check out my other episodes because I think there's some other great lessons for people in there. Have a great day.